0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I just want to share a story with you. Before I talk to my next guest, and uh, I used to broadcast live at the Cenotaph in Hamilton, my 9 a.m. to noon program. I started that that tradition. Fortunately, CHML still does it. And uh, it was an amazing experience. To have the veterans come down and stand. This had been in the '90s, late '90s, and they would stand at attention during the 11th hour ceremony on the November 11th. And some days it was really, really brutally cold, and they would take off their coats, so they just had their green, their green blazers on. And uh, I got to know a lot of them. Got to know particularly the Rileys, Royal Hamilton Light Infantry. And they were involved very directly in the Dieppe Raid, August 18th, 1942. It was one of the worst conceived raids in uh, Canadian military history. And thousands of Canadians were captured or killed. So, I'm not sure what the year was, probably 97, 98. I was doing my show out of uh, Toronto and it was airing in Hamilton and Toronto and I had three of the Riley veterans from the uh, Eprade the in the studio with me. And we were talking, they were relating what happened. And I heard a voice in my headset. It was my uh, producer on the other side of the glass saying, you have to take this call. You have to take this call. Roy, you have to take this call. I wasn't planning on taking calls, but we did. And it was an elderly gentleman with traces of a German accent And he said, I was on the other side that day, in Dieppe. I was on the German lines, and I was a machine gunner. And he said, I was machine gunning Canadian troops. And he said, until I couldn't see through the tears anymore. He said, so I stopped firing. He said, I could have been shot by my own officers for disobeying orders. He said, I just couldn't fire anymore. And those three Canadian Riley veterans who were in the studio with me consoled him. They said, it's war. You had no choice. You had to do what you had to do. They were consoling him. He was was just crying. That was the most amazing experience of all my interviews and shows I've done. I've probably done over 100,000 interviews in my career. That was the most, I think that was really one of the most memorable. Harold Davis is the president of Gulf War Veterans of Canada. He's been on this program before. Uh, The Gulf War veterans have wanted for a long time their designation a special duty uh, area. I don't even know what that means. Troops changed to war service. And uh, the bureaucrats have resisted. Now Brian Mulroney. Has given his support to the Gulf War veterans, Harold. Good to have you with us. Quite a story, eh? From uh, from the Dieppe veterans d veterans consoling that German soldier.
1: It is quite a story, you know. And um, veterans help veterans, no matter after the war. It's war is gone. It's done, and uh, and now we're going to start helping each other, right? Yeah,
0: I, I was I was absolutely, I was blown away by the, the the compassion and the caring they had for this individual because they well remembered what happened on that day let's talk about you. I don't understand why the Persian Gulf War veterans have to struggle to obtain official designation as having performed war service. The, uh, what is it, Veterans Affairs Canada says it's just semantics, but it's a lot more than that, isn't
1: it? Well, to us it is. It's, uh, you know, I don't know why they're they fighting it so much. Um, they just are. And when I talked to uh, Minister McCauley, um About a month or so ago, the first meeting that I ever got with him took me only two years. All he could tell me is, you're not going to get an answer today. You're not going to get an answer today. And I didn't understand. It's been going on for two years now, and he was aware of what was going on and what we're asking for. And he just couldn't answer me, which for some reason didn't make any sense. He couldn't tell me yes, he couldn't tell me no, and he couldn't tell me why. So let's talk about
0: who the Canadian Persian Gulf War veterans are I remember and we all remember those of us who were around in those days we remember the the, the three ships leaving Canada for the gulf and there was a, and people lined up on the on the docks as you were leaving cheering you and and there you were you were in the you participated in the Gulf war so what was your mission and and, and why is this even an issue
1: Well, you know, it's hard to say what the issue is with the government. We left, you know, in August of 1990 to uh, fanfare, the first time that Canadian ships left to go into a war zone since the Korean War. And, you know, everybody was all proud of us and everything else, and now 33 years later, it's nothing. Uh, We put on... a um, a documentary, the first documentary of the Operation Friction is what Canada called it. That was made by Thomas Entertainment, Imagine Entertainment, sorry, and at a Saskatchewan. one. And I couldn't get 30 seconds of media time in Halifax on the 9th of November to broadcast that it was free for veterans and anybody else that wanted to watch it. I got four sponsors. Uh, the Legion sponsored us. Two UN groups sponsored us. Commissioner sponsored us, and of course, my group sponsored it. And we rented a three hundred and forty seat uh, theater at Cineplex, and I couldn't get the word out in the Halifax area no matter what I did.
0: Yeah, it's it's absolutely uh, it's, it's stunning. It's disappointing. It's reprehensible. Actually, you were members of the Canadian military. You went out on a mission. You put yourself in harm's way. And now they're telling you, I have no... What does it mean when... Uh, what is it? Um,
1: uh, special duty area. I mean, what does that mean? Uh, special duty area is a that that uh, um, the government gives to different missions throughout the world. Uh, okay. In special duty area. It, it doesn't mean a lot because... Uh, Afghanistan was a special duty area. Hmm. Persian Gulf special duty area. Rwanda was a special duty area. They just give it out, and they put designations of time frames on them. Okay. Persian Gulf is still listed as a special duty area.
0: So, how did what? Are the, how do things change for you and your fellow Gulf War veterans if they change? And Brian Mulroney has written a letter to the uh, current defense minister Anita Anand, supporting the Gulf War veterans being uh, uh, acknowledged as having participated in war service. How does that change things for you and your fellow veterans if the government finally says, hey, let's take a look at the light, and uh, and, and they change it to war service?
1: Well, there's two things. You've got the benefits portion of it, which will change for us, because it basically unlocks the top tier war veterans benefits, which is why the RCMP, the wartime service veterans chose to keep it. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. You're wanting more than the government can give right now. <laughs> Don't even start that right. <laughs> and the other portion of it is recognition. I mean, when I talk to Persian Gulf veterans, we don't get the recognition of what we did and what we uh, what we accomplished. We had fighter pilots that were doing dr- bombing runs. We, on my ship alone, we sailed into minefields to help the Americans bring out USS Princeton that struck a mine. We supported all the other allied countries with our supply ships. We did boardings, right? The, our CAP guys, they did refuelings, uh, our 707s, our fighter pilots did escorting, but yet it's not classified, but yet D&D gave battle honors to us, six of them I think all together, for our service in the Persian Gulf War. So, and you know, a friend of mine, uh, Sammy Sampson there from Rwanda veterans and also a Persian Gulf veteran, he said the same thing. He said, why do we call it Persian Gulf War? It was the Kuwaiti War. Yeah. Right. so they don't call Korean, the, you know, the Malaysia war, they call it Korea. Yeah.
0: Do you, do you have a sense that things will change now, particularly since Mr. Mulrooney has, has written a letter of support to the defense minister?
1: Well, you know, I'm really hoping it will. And, you know, we put in, last time I was on your show, me and uh, John Broussard, we were talking about E-3217, the E-petition asking the questions. The government called election, our E-petition got flushed. I can't find out an answer of why or what the answer to that e-petition was. And we're trying really hard to work within the system, mm-hmm. but it's not that easy working within the system to get what you're trying to accomplish when the, the, the minister, who happens to be the person that can sign a piece of paper that turns around and changes that. Because he's the one with the under the Pension Act